0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. and welcome back to Where Faith Grows. This week, I got to sit down and chat with Allison Elizabeth. Allison is a faith-filled Cuban-American born and raised in Miami, Florida. In 2016, her heart caught fire for Jesus, and in 2020, she did what she never thought she would do. She released a prayer podcast. Now she shares her morning prayers with the world on the My Morning Devotional podcast. By day, she's a digital marketer with a passion for entrepreneurship, And by night, she pursues her biggest hobby, cookie decorating. You can connect with Allison on Instagram or by listening to her podcast listed wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is the second in a series all about women in business and ministry sharing their stories and advice with you. So if you've ever been interested in starting your own entrepreneurial venture, you will love what Allison has to say today. Without further ado, here's my chat with the amazing Allie. Okay, welcome to the show, Allison Elizabeth.
1: Hey, everybody. Hi, my name is Allison, like Laura said, and um, you can call me Allie, and uh, I have a podcast as well, so thank you. I'm so honored to be on yours as a guest. I've never been on a guest. I've never been a guest on another podcast, so this is exciting. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. This is your first guest interview. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm so excited then. I'm glad I get to be your first one. (laughs) Okay, so just tell everybody about yourself. Tell us about, um, well, just tell us about yourself. We'll start there. Okay, so
1: uh, like I mentioned, um, most people call me Allie. I am 27 years old. I have to get used to that. I feel like 2020 didn't count. (laughs) This birthday doesn't count, but I am 27. And um, I started a podcast this year. Uh, This year has been a crazy year, I think, for everybody. And so I just had it on my heart. And, you know, God called me really to do that. And that's what I did. I started a devotional podcast. It's a quick five minute prayer, Mondays through Fridays. So it's an episode every single day. Um, it's a lot of work, but something that I didn't, I didn't expect it to be so smooth. You know, it's, it's really not that hard to put together, but it is something that you have to dedicate time to. Um, but it's actually been pretty successful and I'm really, you know, blessed to have taken the leap of faith and, uh, done that. So I'm happy, um, that, you know, it's, it's coming along so nicely, but a little bit of background on me, um. I actually encountered Jesus for the first time in 2016. Um, And I say for the first time lightly because I did grow up Catholic, so I am baptized and I did my first communion and my confirmation and all of that. So it was kind of like Christmas on um, Christmas, sorry, church on Christmas and on Easter kind of thing. It's not (laughs) like church every single weekend. And, um, you know, I had a, I have a testimony like everybody. And in like high school I was, uh, my house caught fire when I was— a sophomore in high school. And things kind of shook up in my life after that. um, You know, I was, we were quote unquote homeless. Obviously I was living with an aunt for a year. And uh, when we got back to the house, it wasn't a hundred percent our home again. You know, I, we were still kind of misplaced. I was on a sleeping mattress for like, I don't know, like a year and a half of of that time. And in that time, it was also when the market crashed. So my mom lost her job and she was the primary breadwinner. And my dad started um, unhealthy habits. We have like a casino not too far from where we live. So he was always, you know, gambling and then the gambling turned into a drug addiction. And then The drug addiction kind of ruined the whole dynamic of our home. So it was a couple of rough Mm. years, to say the least. Um, I had a couple of uncles who passed away from like, you know, they were 50 and they had that heart attack that unfortunately men, you know, some men suffer. And um, it kind of just shook the family. So I did have a couple, it was seven years of shaking, but I love that it was seven years. And I didn't realize that until after Right. Standing yeah, on the so... other side of the seven mm. years. And I really love numbers and numbers in the Bible. And when you research the number seven, it's the number of completion. Yeah. So when we got through it, I was like, wow, it's been seven years and I can look back and that time of my life is over. And now I can step into another, you know, another season. And so God really did a work. Um you know, the, he restored the relationship between me and my father that really fell apart in that time. He restored the relationship between, you know, us and, and our mother. We we grew stronger, you know, because she was pretty sad from time to time. And sure. it was rough. But God, um, he really did have his hand over us, you know, the entire time. And uh, I can see that now. So it, it's something that I like to talk about because... You know, it can happen to anybody from one second. Your, your life is perfect. You know, yeah. in your eyes, you're going to Disney every other weekend. No, I'm just <laughs> You're going to Disney every, That's every year. That's the dream. Really, yeah, right. I have an annual pass. I love I love to go to Disney. So I like to, to bring that up. But um, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, your life is one way and then something happens. And then a series of events can follow. It's not just that one thing, right? So, like, within those seven years, I also lost my grandfather to cancer. And we ended up losing the home because we couldn't afford it anymore. And my mom was, you know, job hopping. And then at one point, uh, my little sister, she got accepted to uh, Gainesville. She went to UF. So, she left the house. My dad was already out of the house. My mom had kicked him out. Um, And... So again, my grandfather passed away, and my other sister, eventually, she went to London for about five months or so. So my mom moved to Nashville, and at one point, I was alone, right? So it was was all all these tragedies, (laughs) and then everybody kind of dispersed, and I was alone. And at that point, I, you know, fell to my knees, and I said, you know, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of all of this that's going on without having, you know, something firm to hold on to. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I heard the words as audible as like you and I talking, and it was you know come to my home, just come to my home, and I knew that that was you know the Lord speaking to me, and I'll never yeah. forget it. I was driving down 12th Street, and I I said okay, so um, I found a church, and I devoted my life to that church, and I like dove in. I got baptized. So here we are four years later, and I've completely dedicated my life to, you know, the calling that He's placed on my heart, which is to just serve the people around me and kind of to help them, guide them that there's a light at the end of seasons, Yeah. You no, know?
0: I love how God uses, like, our hard experiences usually to place, like, a specific calling for what He wants us to share with His people. I feel like that's so true in what you're saying. Like, you went through that difficult season, and now it's like, you want to share with people that there's light at the end of all of our difficult seasons because we all have them. (laughs) We all have them, right. So
1: I I remember being in the season and looking at people live their lives. And this is before social media. I mean, obviously we Mm -hmm. had social media, but this was like a Facebook era. This wasn't before, you this was before Instagram. And I remember looking at them and being like, does anybody else have it as hard as I do? And Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that they probably did but they weren't showing or expressing those emotions because you're not going to sure. have those conversations with a stranger. Um, and then sometimes you do have the harder cards. You know, you may have the harder cards that have been handed to you, but it doesn't mean that that every single person around you is battling their own, you know, mountain or their own valley or, you know, whatever season that God has them in. So um, it took me— to become open with my testimony and talking about what I was going through with my friends that I realized that, you know, everybody has their struggles or their battles. And life is easier when you can just become open and um, talk to people and serve people in those times. So if you've already gone through something, then, you know, God is going to use that in the future to help someone else.
0: And I feel like, Everybody has things that are hard to them. Like, it's easy to say, like, oh, I went through something really hard. And it's, and people do, some people do have the harder cards, but I think it's hard sometimes to put ourselves in other people's shoes and realize, like, it really doesn't matter how objectively hard what they're going through Correct. is, but everybody has hard things Correct. that feel really hard, whether we look at that and think it's hard or not.
1: Right. Exactly, and, the, and I think that, that that's yeah, and I think that that's how God works. I mean, it's like something bigger than we can't see, right? So He's yeah. working on something, He's orchestrating something that you can't see, um, and He's placing people in your lives to help you along the way. So just, I mean, my only takeaway from those years of my life, because now I go through hard things, right? But I know that that season was more difficult than probably anything that I'll face in the future. I mean, God forbid, right? People, I mean, a loss of a child, a loss of family members. Those are other great valleys that people walk through that, you know, Mm -hmm. I per se haven't experienced. But for instance, my best friend, she lost her mother and it was Mm -hmm. the hardest season for her. And I don't personally understand that because I still have my mom, but I know that she— then, you know, a couple of years down the road, another friend lost her mom, and she was able to walk that friend down that path. So it's just about how even your traumas, even your difficulties can be a blessing in someone yeah. else's life when they get to that point.
0: Right. If they and get to that point. I think another thing that's cool about your story is, I know, like, I've walked through hard seasons in my life. And when I'm walking through those seasons, people— are often like, oh, like, what are you learning about God right now? And sometimes it's like, we don't see it in the moment. Like, in the moment, it's just hard. Yeah. (laughs) But like, to at least have kind of that hope at the end, like what you're saying, to know that there will come value out of this at the end, and we don't have to see it while we're in it. Like, we will, you know, later, and that's okay. It's okay to kind of rest in that uncertainty. You don't have to, like, be gleaning all this information and knowledge while you're in it. I guess. Right. I don't know exactly. if I said that well, but
1: <laughs> no. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. That you don't know it, you don't see it now, but um, yeah, it's gonna yeah. bless someone in the future. It's gonna bless you in the future. You just
0: yeah can't and see even it. if you can't like feel that while you're going through it. Just like even just resting in that hope is enough. That exactly. That someday maybe it will be worth it. <laughs> yes. So once you came out of that tough season, that seven years what happened next in your life? Like, is that, well, just tell us at that point, like what happened next, I guess. I don't want to like prompt you into saying anything. No,
1: that's, that's fine. So, um, in those seven years, uh, it was my college years. So of course, sure. you know, that had wild well, well, college years. years, right? <laughs> that says everything. And then after all of that kind of came to pass, um, I again, I found church. I devoted my life to it. I spent every single day almost serving and um, it kind of almost got to the point where I was maybe even coping with numbing with everything that was going on with my normal life, quote unquote, with my church life. Right. So I I got (laughs) to the point where I had to learn how to blend the two. My normal mm-hmm. life shouldn't have to be cast to the side for my church life because my life should be centered around Jesus. It's not one of the oh, that's other. so,
0: yeah. That's so well said. I right? think that is such a common struggle.
1: It is. Just, I think it is a common struggle, especially for someone who's brand new to church and just wants to dive mm-hmm. in, right? Because they, they just want to leave their old life behind. But the truth is that yeah. you have friends and family in that old life that don't follow the new patterns that you've come into contact with. And um, how do you balance the two? So I went on another, you know, soul search on how to balance the two. And, um, you know, I dove into my my work at work itself and my passions. So I do have a full-time job. I'm a digital marketer. I oversee 35 different uh, company strategies. I work in the the home service industry. So really I work oh, cool. with plumbing companies and with HVAC companies, which is really odd, but they make a lot of money. <laughs> and so I have to Yeah, they no, we got help them. On. They have a lot of money. So if you if you're looking for you know, a business to start that will make you a lot of money, you should take a look into home services because our generation, they don't want to do that work and that work will never go out of style.
0: So everybody always needs, everybody needs a plumber
1: and no one wants to be a plumber, but the plumbers make money because no one wants to be a plumber. So keep that in mind. Um, Anyways, I work with those companies. We do their marketing strategies on a monthly basis. We look at how much money we're spending online and um, how we can drive more traffic to their site, how we can get them more calls, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. But um, I'm the kind of person who never stops, right? So in high school, for instance, I was in the color guard and I did that for four years. Um, And then outside of high school, even within all of that, you know, hard time of my life, I still found Escapes, and I taught Color Card yeah. for another four years. So marching band was a part of my life for many, many, many years, almost a decade of my life. And um, through that, you know, you have your your hobbies, and then I also would bake in high school. And yep. because of marching band and because I had fees that I needed to pay for, I would bake cookies and take them to school. And I would sell them for a dollar, $2, whatever it was, so that I can pay for my marching band fees. And um, wow. that Isn't little, cool? yeah, that little passion project kind of flourished into something a lot bigger later on in life, um, which, again, kind of goes back to what we were saying. You don't see yeah. the seeds that you're planting today and how they're going to you know, flourish in the future. So sure. um, my, my passion for baking kind of, it, it wasn't shelved in college, but, you know, classes are hard. I was teaching marching band. I had a job. Several different jobs. A lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, baking was fun and it was a hobby, but it wasn't um, the business that it is, or it was a couple of years ago, last year really. So I'll get to that. But essentially, <laughs> um, what happened was after college, I started to bake again, and I started a business. Uh, it was called, or it is called Sequoia Baking Co. And I say was is interchangeably because this year shifted my entire life. So what was originally just cookies and sugar cookies, I'm obsessed with sugar cookies. It's my like my pride and joy. It's my passion. Um, all of my life, since high school, even since before high school, I had this vision that one day I would own a bakery or a coffee shop or some sort of mm. franchise of the sort. Um, and maybe that's still a plan for me, but right now it's not because he has me on this mission with this podcast. So what happened was in 2019, in March, I officially filed as an LLC and I labeled, I called it Sequoia Baking Co. And I got the name from one of Hillsong's uh, songs called Seasons. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called Seasons. It's absolutely beautiful. And it says that um, Jesus was Calvary's Sequoia, right? So it's like little seeds in the ground that blossom into the biggest tree, you know, known to mm. the earth. And I love that because I feel I like that. my dreams, they're so big, but yeah. um, they start small. Every big dream starts with a small seed. So in March of 2019, I filed as an LLC and I was doing cakes. I was doing cupcakes. I was doing cookies. And it kind of got a little bit out of hand and I knew I needed to niche them. Yeah. and, I, and you always much. have to niche down. <laughs> There's always going to be, you know, uh, the cookie artist, the cake artist, the cupcake artist. Mm. And if you can niche down, then you're going to become more successful. And then you can spread out. And that's with absolutely everything. I tell that to my plumbers. I tell that to my friends who want to start businesses and I it doesn't matter if you're trying to start, you know, clay earrings or you know, an HVAC company. It doesn't matter. You have sure. to niche <laughs> down so that you can target a specific audience. So mm-hmm. I do have a, a a head for, you know, marketing and for business, which is why at that point I decided that I was going to solely dedicate my company to cinnamon buns because I love cinnamon buns. <laughs> and Ooh. they,
0: they were going to hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love them. I love them. And what I did was um, I, I created a menu. It was like six always on, on the menu. And then I had like a couple rotating uh, flavors. And I would take orders Mondays through Friday, close the order on Friday midday, bake at night because it's bread. So bread has to rise. And, and yeah. once you bake bread, you have to kind of eat it within like 24 hours. I don't like to eat a cinnamon roll that's too old. I like them right out of the oven. Yeah. So what I was doing okay. was... Making the bread on Friday, letting it rise overnight, waking up at five in the morning, baking it, frosting them, delivering them. So I had me, my sisters, um, (laughs) my boyfriend, my roommates. We were all getting in our cars, stack up all the boxes. And I'll be like, you'll take South Miami and you're going to take Doral and you're going to take Kendall. And we would just deliver. And I did that between August through March when the pandemic hit. And it was a lot of fun. And I loved it. I loved everything about it. I have a really close friend who did all of my branding. I'm obsessed with my branding for Sequoia. And it was my baby. It was my project. I um, auditioned. Not auditioned, but I threw in, like, you know, an application for Shark Tank. And I was like, I have this idea. It's a great idea. It's going to be like a donut shop and like a cupcake shop before cinnamon rolls because that doesn't exist right now. And they actually advanced me to the next round. But then, wow, yeah, it was fun. But then the pandemic hit, and oh. I, I, they um, emailed me like halfway through letting me know that I didn't make it. So that's why I can talk about it now. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to say the least. It was like I was on fire. It was like if I was calling, if I, exactly how I feel now about following my calling, that's what I felt last year. Mm-hmm. And um, the pandemic hits. And some other personal problems we're having with my feet were standing on my feet for too long was hurting me. Right. It was just, my toes would go numb and it was uncomfortable. Oh, gosh. So I made the decision to stop baking for a little bit because, first and foremost, when the pandemic hit, everybody wanted to bake bread. I don't know if you remember that. Everybody was doing, yes, like, sourdough. Yes,
0: I totally remember that. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was no yeast. I couldn't find yeast anywhere, Because (laughs) everybody was trying to break bread. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I was like, I have a business to run. I need yeast. And I couldn't find yeast anywhere. And it was getting increasingly harder because that was also during the time where going to the supermarket was scary. Yeah. They were only allowing like 10 people in the supermarket at a time. (sighs) It's like a huge building and only 10 people can go in. So it was very complicated. And I still have a job. Sure. I still have a job, Mondays through Fridays, yeah, 40 hours. i are forgetting
0: that you're still working a full-time yeah. job while doing all this.
1: So I said to myself, you know, I think that we need to shelf this for a little bit. Because it's not its not that it's not working, but, um, I, you know, at that same time, I had it in my heart that I should have started this podcast. Because Rewind, yeah. in October of the year prior— Um, because I was working so much, because I had Sequoia going on, because everything was happening, I lost connection with my prayer time. And I said, no more. I I need to be accountable for praying every single day. So in October, I, you know, I put it on my Instagram, like anybody who wants to be on my email list, let me know. I'm going to be doing daily devotional emails and I'm going to be sending them out every single day, a five minute, you know, little read that you can read. And I have like 100 people on that email list. Not Nothing absolutely crazy, but it was it was awesome. I was like,
0: wow, there's 100 yeah. people
1: who want to. A good,
0: if that was your a, Bible study group, that'd be huge. <laughs> right, exactly. If that's a
1: Bible study, it's huge. And it was little at first. It was like 30 people and then 40 people and then 50 people and then 100 people. And honestly, kept at 100. I still have 103 people on that list. And um, I would send emails But I was still not being accountable. There was days that I would miss. There was like, oh, it's Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to send one on Thanksgiving. And, you know, people would be like, hey, I missed the email today. So there were some people. And then I also would look at open. Yeah, they liked it. And I would look at the open rate. And honestly, not 100 people are not going to open your emails. And so that's, you know, for anybody out there who's like into business or has that mind, um, that Conversion rates is across the board. It doesn't matter if you're doing work for the Lord or work for yourself or, you know, and I think that work for yourself is also work for the Lord, but we can get to that uh, oh, yeah. later. But no matter what work you're <laughs> doing, um, conversion rates is something that's natural. Not every single person is going to open what you're sending them. So I kind of struggled with that. I was like, oh, they're not reading my emails. And so <laughs> I'm not going to send one tomorrow. And you know what? That formed a habit. I'm not going to send one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to send one the next day. I'll send it back on Monday. So um, pandemic hits. My emails were kind of shaky. My feet hurt. I couldn't find ease. And I was like, you know, I heard the word audio. Someone asked me, like, are you going to do this in a podcast? And I was like, no. that was in April. Um, and then it came up again in May. You should do this in a podcast. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I have nothing else to lose I'm not really doing much right now, and I'm the person again. I'm always doing something, so I was always stimulated. And the quarantine had me almost semi-depressed, and I know that that was a big thing that people went through. Yeah, not depressed, just like depressed, isolation, like, isolated. Yeah, right. I've just felt bored of being bored, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think that's what it was. So um, in May, I threw it together. What I'm telling you, I was like, I'm going to launch it June first. And then like May 15th came around. I'm like, it's gonna be June 1st. I still I had like set aside the Instagram because of the emails already, but I right. I didn't have a jingle. I didn't have a mic. I didn't have anything. I was like June 1st, June 1st. And then the days would creep and I was like, I need to I've already announced that I'm doing this on June 1st, so I need to get <laughs> You're with
0: like it. I have to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um I went into Fiverr and I found an artist who would do my jingle. And he, you know, I sent him an email. I said, you know, this is what I'm looking for. The, super random. Like there's a million different listings on Fiverr. If anyone who's sure. listening and do- doesn't know what Fiverr is, Fiverr is an, a website that you can go on and you can outsource graphic work, music work, mm-hmm. voiceovers, etc. It's a nice little area yeah. for, for creatives. Like creative freelancing. Right. So I found the, you know, one person and I said to him, this is what I'm looking for. I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Hillsong, but this is the kind of music that I want. And he responded, and he said, Oh, my gosh, I am one of the lead worshipers at my local church. Of course I'm familiar with Hillsong. We play
0: it every weekend. The odds that you found somebody who was a worship leader. Right. So I was like, what? And I
1: was praying about, I was like, God, if you want me to do this, I'll do this. But, you know, it's a lot of work. And and then that happened. And then um, the enemy attacks when you are doing the, word, uh, the work of the Lord. He's always going to attack. So I was going through, like, yeah. pr- I, I can't even tell you right now what it was. But I remember in the moment being like, ah, I'm being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I know. I feel off. I'm fighting with my friends. I'm fighting with my family. I'm fighting yeah. with my boyfriend. I was fighting with everybody. I don't know why. It was just... I was off. And I, and then at that point, I surrendered. I said, okay, if I'm off, it's because things are being thrown at me to throw me off the game plan. So I'm not going to come off the game plan, and I'm going to keep going. And June 1st came, and I launched the podcast. The first episode was uh, worthy of the calling because that's my favorite verse. And, um, yeah, and I just kept going. And it was the same time when... Um, you know, the Black Lives Matters movement was picking up. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I obviously I'm white and I know I'm Hispanic, but it's not my place. And I needed to bring some light to everything that was happening. So I asked all of my friends um, who are African-American to come and speak. So my first like three devotionals are actually guest speakers. And wow. I, I thought it was beautiful. It was a platform that God asked me to build. And, I you know, it wasn't for me the first week. It was for other people so that they can shed light. And I, I, it helped kind of bring um, a little bit of traction at the beginning. But then I just sure. kept going and I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And um, in like June, so June was my first month. Let me actually pull up my number so that you can see how God works. It's not really to glow at all because, again, I'm nobody. I don't know a lot of people. I started my life four years ago. Uh, you know, there are people who do who have been in church all of their lives. And um, in June, I had 1,412 downloads total. And remember that my numbers are high because it's an episode every single day. Right. In July, 2,564. So I doubled. And in July, I started doing um, like guest speakers from time to time. But I know that those are still my friends. Those are still my friends and my family, and my sure. my you know that's my small influence right there. In August, three thousand nine hundred and eighty-six, and you know I I can't forget that I went on a family vacation in August and I lugged my, my um, yeti my mic <laughs> and I was recording Amazing. from over there. I was I record from wherever I came and again another doubled, but still three thousand nine hundred and eighty-six. September was good because it started to pick up a little bit of traction. 6,512 downloads.
0: So I was like, hey, starting to something's increase.
1: happening here. Um, and I, I kept going. And it was hard. And, and some days I was like, no one's listening. And other days I was like, obviously they're listening. But, you know, no one's saying anything. I don't have a ton of um, reviews on Apple. I don't have a ton of anything. You know, I just, I'm not getting a lot of followers on Instagram. I don't know what he's doing. But, I, you know, I'm just going to keep going. Keep going. Sure. In October... 14,121 in just October. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my god!" So gosh. October came and just blew it out of the water. And um, I was already at 30,000 total downloads by that time. And it was it was crazy. Yeah. I went on to Spotify to see what it was because they were mostly coming from Spotify. And it just looks like the algorithm picked it up. I had a friend who had a friend that I don't know um sent her a screenshot saying, Isn't this your friend? And it was like shows you may like 15 minutes or less and there was me. And that friend oh. that sent it to me, she's not really involved in in like Christian living. You know, she doesn't she she doesn't know the Lord like I would say I didn't know the Lord or Sure. And it, it just because again I have friends from all over the place, all walks of life. So um this girl sends it to me and she's like, hey, look, someone noticed you and I was like, wow that's awesome because if we're interconnected that way it means that that it's reaching people who don't go to yeah. church normally. And I realized that my statistics, you know, at first it was likely to listen to Hillsong. And then now it's likely to listen to Ariana Grande. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> because <laughs> that that, awesome. that's awesome. That means that it's just everybody, you know, it's not yeah. just people who listen to Hillsong. And yeah, um, they're picking and, up a wider group. Yes, it's picking up a lot of different people. And then in November it was um, 17,252. So it's just like this snowball and it's like this huge spike in October and in November. And I can only attribute the success to God because 51,000 downloads in six months, that's not me. It's amazing.
0: If you've been following me on social media, you know I'm starting to share tips and tutorials on an online graphic design program called Canva. I discovered this program a few years ago, and since then I've used it professionally and personally to create visually stunning graphics with a level of efficiency I didn't even know was possible. Lately I've been seeing and speaking with content creators of all types, and I've discovered that many of you share the same view about your visual presence online that I do. You want your online presence to be aesthetically pleasing, but your core mission is to share the love of Christ, and so that's what you want to spend your time doing and I totally understand that. That's why I'm recommending Canva to you. And I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't love it and use it myself all the time. Because with Canva, you can create beautiful social media posts, shareable images and graphics for your online platforms. You can curate a webpage with images and graphics that look like they were created by a professional graphic designer. And you can do all of this without it taking up all your time or busting your budget. I've seen the results and I know Canva works. I know that Canva's millions of built-in stock images and elements, free icons and shapes, photo filters, and hundreds of fonts are just what you need to level up your online presence from social media to your website and beyond. You can even use it to create quality printed content that is directly aligned with your brand. So head to my show notes and use the link to try Canva Pro free today for 30 days. I just know that you will be as hooked as I was and you'll be a Canva user for life. I think like the thing the things that I love that you're saying that I hope people are hearing and really taking to heart are you started off thinking you're going to have a baking company and I don't think like that's over. I think you're still going to, you know, you're still going to do that. But and you're talking about this like resistance that you felt like when you were trying to get the podcast off the ground and I've talked about this in both interviews so far that have been in this vein of like helping people who want to start their own thing for God. It's like resistance will be there. It will be there. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter whether you're doing a baking company. It doesn't matter whether you're doing a podcast. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about Jesus or just doing something for Jesus. It doesn't matter. Right. Resistance will set in, but— I love that you just kept going. I love that you pivoted. I love that you just said, I'm going to do it and pressed on towards the goal because God rewards the effort. You know, it doesn't, we don't have to be perfect. He just rewards the willingness to do it. And I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's evident that when you're doing something that you don't want to do, but you still have that incline to do it anyways, then you're on the right path. Because yeah. we're flesh and our flesh yeah it doesn't want to, to do the like the will of the Lord we have to quote unquote we die to our flesh every single day to follow the heart of Jesus yes and so if your flesh doesn't want to do it that's a good indicator that you should do it
0: <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> such a good way to put that yeah I love that
1: so well, if you and also you, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that if you're out there and you're listening, you know, you have this on your heart that you want to start this one thing. Keep Mm -hmm. going. Just do it. And again, like what, you know, what you had just taken away from what I said, it could just very well be one step in the direction that God needs you to move in so that he can pivot you in the future. So so don't get shooken or shaken up. That was my my little Hispanicness came out. Um, don't <laughs> get like <laughs> thrown off on your path because things change or because He's asking you to pivot. This is in your business, yeah. in your personal life. Just keep praying every single day. If you can make a habit of prayer every single day, then every single day you're going to be covered with the calling that you've been given for today, for this season.
0: Yeah, that's so true. It's like if you're pressing into a relationship with Him, He'll make it clear. You don't have to stress about the five-year plan, you know? Right. He's going to get you there. And I love that for you, it was the busyness of your baking season and doing work and all that kind of stuff that really opened your eyes to the need for the podcast. So if you had never done that, this would have never happened. So it's just proof that, like, it's not always a clear-cut path, but if we're pressing in and listening to what God is telling us— We'll get there. And it may not, I, like, look clean, but we'll get there. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I love that you just said that because I didn't even, like, realize it until right now. You're right. Um, had he <laughs> not made me this, like—I'm a type 3 on the Enneagram. So if, had he not made me, like, this success-driven, like, person that can't stop working— Sure. —then I would have never come to the realization that I need to quiet my mind and dedicate at least five minutes every single day— Yeah to a reading scripture, to, you know, interpreting it for what it means for me that day. Because you can read the same scripture 500 times, and it's going to be completely different every single time. So, you know, taking the time to slow down, taking the time to listen to what, you know, He's trying to tell you today.
0: Yeah, I love that. And another thing that I love about what you have shared is, People, I think it's hard for people to see that everything is for Jesus. It's I think it would be, for a listener, it's probably easy for them to look at your podcast and be like, oh, she's doing God's work. But, you know, your baking company was also doing God's work. And I like that you have done both because it shows that you don't have to be overtly telling everybody about Jesus every day for that to be God's calling for you right. to spread, you know, His glory. Your baking company did that too. Right. So— I love and, that. <laughs> and I and I would tell people that too. I, you know, like to
1: me, I'm the, the baking company. When do you eat cinnamon rolls? Or let's you know back it up. When do you eat cake? You eat cake when you celebrate big days, right? So yeah. to me, in that season when I was baking cakes and cookies, um, I was helping celebrate wins for other families. And
0: yeah. if
1: you find the foots the foot fingerprints of Jesus in the work that you're doing, it's going to become fulfilling, right? Oh yeah. So. Today, for instance, in my job, and I'll say it all the time: like, I can't wait until I'm free from the nine to five, and I can't wait because I don't want to be stuck on a computer twenty four seven. The work that I'm doing in my forty hour job, I help companies get calls so that they can put their technicians in the field, and those technicians make a commission off of their pays. I mean, off of their sales, which in return puts food on those families' table yeah so if you find what you're like we're we're all like little clogs in the system, I feel like, yes, we are super important, and God cherishes us and he loves us, and he's the God of relationship and the god of I know how many hairs are on your head, but he's also on a mission, and we know who wins at the end of the story, so it's are we going to play our part in getting that story rolling, or are we going to kind of? you know, budge our way through it. Are we gonna complain the whole time? Are we gonna be so sad all the time? Or we're gonna look at this life for what it is, which is one day at a time building up to the moment where, you know, one day he's gonna come back. And so what can we do today to get there? And so today, right now, I'm gonna jump on some calls with some clients. We're gonna strategize how to get them some calls so that they can in return pay their employees and get food on those people's table. And then those people can then be a blessing to someone else because they have food on their table. So you don't realize that your work doesn't have to be about Jesus to be a part of Jesus' big plan.
0: Yeah, that's—yes, that's so well said. (laughs) I love that. So there's two more things I want to ask you. One, though, is I want to know—well, actually, there's three more things I want to ask you. It's going to be (laughs) fast. The first one is, what's next? What do you want next for the podcast? What do you want next for your baking company?
1: Okay, those are good questions because I was writing them down today. Um, <laughs> what do I want next for the podcast? Jesus has put it on my heart um, because of the, you know, feedback that I've gotten from the daily prayers. I've also gotten a lot of prayer requests and from around the world, and obviously those are between me and that person. But a lot of the prayers are almost around the same thing, which is helping mm-hmm. make decisions for today. And yeah. um, so I'm writing, so you're the first to find out that I'm writing Woo! my first 21-day um, prayer series in a book oh, format awesome. so that people can actually jot down their, you know, what, what they interpret. Because the podcast oh, is yeah. nice, but at the end of the day, that's those are the words that Jesus gave me, and I'm just sure. speaking them into a mic. Um, you can read the same verse and get something completely different for the season that you're in. So um, a workbook is next. That's the next step. I love that. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for that. I have another deadline. That's another crazy deadline. Like I like I told you about how I'm going to start the podcast on June 1st. Well, <laughs> yes. um, I'm going to launch this book on January 1st. If it works out the way I want you it to work it. out. Yes, I can do it. So (laughs) I am praying that I can do it. Um, So that's the next step for the podcast. I think that I really want it to become a bigger community. I want my morning devotional to become its own freestanding outlet for people who are looking for guidance and consistent prayer time. And I think that that's become the niche. Isn't that funny how we got back to that? Yeah, It's finding a niche in your work. And I think that my work in what He has called me to do is just small snippets of prayer every single day to help people kind of just get on track. Because again, you can be in the middle of a seven-year series, <laughs> a seven-year um, yes. valley like I was in, and I didn't have prayer every day. And I bet you if yeah. I did, it would have looked a lot different than, you know, how it looks when I look back. So yeah. that's yeah. that's the goal uh, for that. And then for my baking company, I still take cookies. Like tomorrow I have an order. So I, I'm baking for fun when I can. It's not you know, it's, like, a hobby. Like I said, it's a passion project. But sure. I would love for that to one day look like either, um, like, a place to learn about how to bake. Mm-hmm. And so That's if cool. it's, like, an online community or um, eventually maybe re-stepping into what Sequoia was. Yeah, But I, I don't really like to go back to where it was because I feel like God— stops you and pivots you so that you can just pick it up and continue to go forward. So I do think it's going to look a little bit different than just a cinnamon roll company. Um, I do think it's going to probably look like an outlet for, um, probably like a, no, I don't want to say like a YouTube and like social media, but I do want to say like maybe an outlet for you to come so you can learn how to bake with the tools that you need to know, or, you know, those are just like ideas that I have. But for right now, That's I'm really, cool. I'm pouring. Thank you. I'm pouring my, my soul into the podcast and the community sure. and uh, really focusing and honing in on that. And we'll see. We'll see what that takes me. But I'm not stopping baking. Um, You know, Sequoia's Instagram is out there if you ever want to look at it. You'll see a bunch of cinnamon rolls. And then I have another I have another Instagram that um, I just post all of my cookies because the two nice. are so different. So I have a couple of different, like, creative outlets. So that's what it is right now, creative outlets. But who knows? That's very cool. Who knows?
0: Yeah. That's so. neat. So last question before we get on to something just fun to wrap up. What would be your top advice to somebody who either wants to – Start a podcast or just start their own business like your um, baking company. Either of the two. Top advice. Top advice. Um, I'm
1: going to be business here. You need to know your numbers. So if we're Mm -hmm. really talking about, um, you know, making a profit and people, you know, I like when people are successful. Because yeah. when you're successful monetarily, it's not because you value money over anything. It's really not. When you are successful, you can sow back into where you, know, where you were or where you came from. Oh, so yeah. that means giving back to other communities, giving back to your church, giving back to wherever. So I, you know, I applaud people who work hard and get to the top and make a lot of money. But the only way to do that is if you know your numbers.
0: Yeah, and pay attention.
1: And pay attention to what you're doing because, so, I, I, I don't have one advice, but I have a couple that you can kind of take sure. it and roll with it. One, niche down. So, if you're going to be doing, you know, what's big right now is clay earrings. I love them. They're, they're beautiful. So, if you're going to do clay earrings, then you're going to do clay earrings. You're not going to do clay bracelets and hair pieces and all of the things. You're going to do clay earrings so that you can pick up some traction there before yeah. you can expand. Um, and on top of that, you're going to know exactly how much it costs you to produce the the set of earrings, because if you know exactly how much you can, you know, it costs you, and I'm talking about down to the penny. Then right. you know exactly how much you can charge for a, you know, feasible profit. And there's nothing wrong with profit. You have a lot of time that goes into your work, a lot of labor, a lot of resources. And the time that it takes you to go online to Amazon and purchase equipment is the same as getting your car and driving to Michael's to get equipment. All of that is labor. And so oh that counts. So you're going to factor all of that in. And then when you fairly price your products, then at that point, You know exactly what your profit margin is. And you know that you can invest in marketing if you have to. You know that you can, you know, throw up a a Shopify account, for instance, so that people can order online. Whatever the product is, if you know your numbers, you will be successful. If you don't know your numbers, you won't. And I had to learn that the hard way when I first started baking because I was low-balling everything. And I didn't make any money for years because, oh, it's my friend. (laughs) I can't, you know, I can't charge her that much for a cake. Yes, you can. You can charge her exactly how much it costs you to make the cake. You can charge her exactly how much it's going to cost you as if you were working a nine to five. If you spend five hours on that cake, then you need to get paid for five hours of labor. So just take that into consideration that you need to know your numbers. You need to niche down. You need to be very much dedicated to what you're doing. This podcast has seen success because I have not stopped for six months. And if I were, you know, if, what if in September I was just like, you know, one day I'll miss one day. Well, the algorithm wouldn't have picked it up and shot it through the sky in October. So just keep going. Stay dedicated. Keep your focus. God is going to shift you, but just, you know, the angle so you don't, know, you don't need to know every single step of the angle, but you know what the angle is. So just keep going.
0: I love that. Love it. Love it. Such good advice. <laughs> Thank you. It's like advice for myself too, because I'm kind of like a dreamer. So I have to force myself. I love numbers, but I have to force myself to.
1: Oh, I'm a dreamer. Trust me. I, okay. I am a dreamer. I have, you know, I have this book, I, you know, the workbook that I want to release, but I have like a million, like I said, with my baking stuff, I have a million ideas for oh, my sure. baking stuff. So literally you know, I told myself I'm not going to touch my baking business until February because right now (laughs) I needed to get this workbook out because that's what's been placed on my heart. So it's just about, that's very you know, very being strict with yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see this workbook. We'll be following (laughs) along for sure. Um, So the last thing, I ask this to every single person, and it's very just fun and doesn't have to be faith-related at all, but it can be if you want it to be. Three things you love right now.
1: Three things I love right now. One, always. It could be like a
0: product, yeah, if you want.
1: Okay. All right, this is fun. One, for <laughs> always and ever, Star Wars. It's, for whatever yes. reason, it's my jam. I have this cute little mug that my sister bought, and it says Yoda Best oh, Podcaster with a little baby gosh. Yoda on it.
0: I wish and, everyone could see that. I know. Oh, it's so, cute. so cute.
1: My whole room is like, it's Star Wars, but you wouldn't know if you walked in because I made it you know modern mid-modern century mid-century modern that's what it's called so i made it like really fancy but it's so subtle that if you look at it it's like star wars everywhere so that's one thing that i love (laughs) the second thing that i love is product wise um i am currently obsessed with the beauty counter rosewood color lip gloss love it
0: yes Love I also love Beauty Counter. counter love them Yes. Love so them.
1: Love them as a company. Love everything that they stand for. Yeah. Love Same. Clean Beauty. If you don't know it, look into it. It's a great, great company. We'll link,
0: every, we'll link all this stuff in the show notes for people who want to check it out. They are legitimately a great company. It's an
1: amazing company. I love companies that have a good heart. Mm-hmm. They And they do. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third thing that I love right now is the TV show. I just finished it um, Schitt's Creek. I don't know if I just sure. started it. Yes. Awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful show. Um, I think that it's very inclusive with all types of people. Um, And we're, you know, we are Christian and there's like really bad ideologies with people. And to Mm -hmm. me, the heart of Jesus is that you love everyone. And I think that this show did such a good job with loving absolutely everyone um, for who they are as people and I love It it. It made me cry. It made me laugh. It is a
0: funny show. It's a funny show. I think for me, it took a couple episodes to get into it. So if you're just starting it, give it like five episodes before you quit. It has a a, a
1: particular type of humor. So maybe it's just not for you. Like my boyfriend just can't watch it. He doesn't like it. He says that he doesn't get into that kind of humor. But it's like...
0: It's it's kind of like dry and sarcastic. It's dry,
1: sarcastic, really funny. And it teaches you, you know... That you're, you know, we as people, our heart is, is worth so much more than what money can can buy.
0: Yeah, it is. It is really funny. I'm now into it and I like it, but I just it took me a while. It I like started and stopped the first three episodes like ten times. <laughs> yeah, and then I got into it. I know.
1: <laughs> it took me. A, it took me a couple of episodes. My sister has watched it like three times, like the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's. I'm I'm probably gonna have to do that. It, I'm really enjoying it, but anyway. Awesome. Ali, thank you for being on the show. No, thank you for having for, me. Thank you. Thank you just for sharing your whole story. Thank you for sharing with us about everything you're doing right now. I think that your story is inspiring to anyone looking to get started, especially to be prepared to pivot and excited to do it.
1: <laughs> yes, that's, that should be like my model. Prepare to pivot and be excited for Prepare it. Prepare
0: for pivoting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Thank you for having me. I hope that you know I blessed someone out there. If you're thinking about starting a business, do it, um, but do everything in prayer. So really pray about yeah. it. You know, where's your heart? What What are you doing? And if you're if it's not about you know a business, if you're just stuck in a in a rut because you don't like your nine to five, look for look for God's fingerprints because He uses every single season. So He's mm. using you now, and you don't know it. That is. Excellent
0: final advice. (laughs) Allie, thank you so much for sharing your story on the show today. You are one busy lady, and I loved hearing all about how God took your passions and pivoted them into the best possible work for His glory. I loved when Allison said, When you're successful monetarily, it's not because you value money more than anything, but it allows you to sow back into where you come from. I think as Christians, it can be really hard to put any focus on money when we want to start a venture because it feels greedy and somehow un-Christian, but Allison is so right. When we place a focus on being successful in what God calls us to do, we allow ourselves the opportunity to bless His people through our work. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Erin Trimble, and show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.